Well, good evening, Generation Church. How are you tonight? I uh, trust you had a good Christmas. And uh, just to give you a report, this past Christmas, we had over, well, just under 3,500 people come through our doors in our Christmas Eve services. And uh, I just want to thank all of you who served. We had a lot of people serve. A lot of people served a number of services. So thank you for doing that. And uh, thank you for doing such a good job of inviting your friends and family out. So a lot of people got to hear the gospel. Pastor Ryan preached a great message. And, and so, hey, that, that's what it's all about. And uh, so if you're, if you're wondering who I am, I am Pastor Randy Visconti. I am the founding pastor of the church. And I'm also... I'm also Pastor Ryan's dad, so I guess I founded him too. And uh, of course, my, his mom helped. And um, but um, you know that video we just watched uh, brings out how many famous people were failures before they were successes. And uh, you know we all have fears, don't we? And uh, some fears are common, like we all probably have a fear of death or a fear of getting sick or diseased or, or um, some fears change over our lifetimes. Like when you were a kid, you were afraid of the uh, closet monster would come out and get you. Or uh, if you're an adult boy, uh, if you're a teenage boy, you're afraid of girls. And, and then you're an adult male, you're still afraid of girls. And, and, um, and sometimes our fears are occupational. Like, for instance, if you're, if you're a policeman, you're afraid of getting shot or the donut store running out of donuts. And I can get away with that because my son's a cop. But, but uh, if you're a doctor, you maybe fear misdiagnosis or, or hurting someone. And if you're a preacher, I'll, just to let you into the world of a preacher, one of your great fears as a preacher is you come up to the pulpit and your fly's down. <laughs> I, I checked, don't worry. But um, I, I, this is a true story. I know one, one, one pastor was sharing how one time at a candlelight service, like we have here, a candlelight service at their church, and place was packed out, and his family was here. Family came in from out of town, and uh, he had part of the service where he'd, he'd come off the stage and, and, and have all the kids come forward, and he led them in a song, and, and then he came back up on the stage, and he's getting ready to, to give his message. He was wearing a jet black suit, and he's just thinking, man, this is just going so good. And, and all of a sudden, the assistant pastor lays a hand on his shoulder and whispers in his ear, Pastor, your fly's down. <laughs> and, he, and he said, the worst thing about that was the song that I led the kids in, of all the songs, was Do You See What I See? <laughs> right? So, you know, just God's got a sense of humor, doesn't he? And, uh, but uh, one, one, one fear that maybe we all deal with is the fear of failure. And here in Luke chapter 22, verse 31 34, we see an event uh, of a failure. And Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Man, you can count on me, Jesus. And Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you 
know me. Father, we just thank you for your word, God. And, and I, I just pray, maybe there's some, some of us here right now are just feeling like failures. And I just pray you just set us free from that, God, and help us to understand your word and what it means to us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody said, amen, amen. amen. You know, I'm, I'm confident that this topic pretty much applies to all of us. I mean, I, I wish it didn't, but, but it does. And that subject is, is failure. And probably it's something we can all relate to. We've all tasted, we've all experienced some failure in our life. I, I bet if I went around this room and asked what's your biggest failure in life so far, we'd have a, everybody would have at least one answer, maybe multiple answers, but, but we would say, well, I failed in my marriage, or I failed at a job, or my career, or I failed as a parent. Lots of parents feel like failures. Or maybe even I, fa- I, I feel like I failed as a son or a daughter to my, to my parents, or I failed as a friend, or I... I failed as a Christian, or maybe just say, you know, it just feels like my whole life is a failure. We've all had some failures in our lives, some big, some small, like a small failure. So the kid that brought home his math test, and he got an F on it, and then dad said, son, why did you get an F on your math test? And he said, absence. He said, absence, you were there. He goes, yeah, I was there, but the smart kid that sits next to me wasn't there. So... Uh, and we have some big failures that, that have come into our lives. And, but here's the good news, and this is what I want you to understand tonight, is that failure is an event. It's not a person. And we're going to see this, this, this evening that failure is an event, it's not a person, and that God can transform our failures into successes. So the first thing I want to do is I want us to start by recognizing that the Bible, among other things, the Bible is a book of failures. And one thing I love about, the, about God and his word is that he, God is just so real. He is so authentic. He loves to keep it real. The Bible, unlike other ancient scriptures, does not whitewash people's failures. It, there's no covers up. There's, there's no sanitized version. There's no spin doctors trying to make things look better. No revisionist history here. No hidden secrets. As a matter of fact, it is just the opposite. The, the Bible says, be sure your sins will find you out. And Jesus said, what you do in darkness is going to be shouted from the rooftops. Buried sins sooner or later do tend to surface. Our hidden failures come to light. God's word gives us real, raw, unvarnished truth. And as you read the Bible, you will find one failure after another. I mean, it starts right out with failure. Adam and Eve put in the garden, eat anything you want. Don't eat of the one tree. Just don't, all the other trees, fine. One tree, don't eat from that. All got, got it? Fail. Yep. Cain, God said to, to Cain, hey, if you do what's right, your sacrifice will be accepted. Just do what's right. So Cain's there, let's see, I can do what's right or I can murder my brother. Do what's right, murder my brother. Ah, I think I'll murder my brother. That's the easiest thing. Fail. Lot gets rescued from Sodom, and what does he do? He gets drunk and and sleeps with his daughters. Ick. Fail. Abraham, trying to have a baby, his wife comes to him and says, I'm not getting pregnant, so take my my maidservant Hagar and have a baby with her. Fail. Joseph, J- Jacob deceived his dad. He, he comes into his dad's tent to get the blessing. He's like, hey, dad. <clears throat> hey, dad, it's me, Esau. Feel my hairy arm. <laughs> Give me the blessing. Fail. 
Joseph is sold into slavery by his brothers. Fail. Moses murders an Egyptian, has to flee to the desert. Fail. Samson and Delilah. Samson's like, yeah, the secret of my strength is my long hair, long, beautiful hair. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not Samson. Uh, <laughs> And, and, you know, if guys, if you're dating right now and if your girlfriend wants to know the secret to your strength or the PIN number to your card or the, your credit card number and, ex, and, and security code, that's a big red flag, man. That is a big red flag. And Samson's there, oh, yeah, the secret to my, you cut my hair, I'll be as weak as any man. Fail. Oh, my God. David sees Bathsheba taking a bath and says, hey, bring her to me, I want her. Fail. Elijah calls down fire from heaven. Next thing you know, he's running, front, running scared and hiding in the cave. He's like, I want to die. Fail. Judas Iscariot betrays the Lord of glory. Fail. And then Peter. Peter, oh, Lord, all others may desert you, but not me, Jesus. You can count on old Pete. Man, I'll go to prison with you. I will die with you. And what do we see what happens? I don't know him. I don't know him. I'm telling you for the last time, I never met the man. The only Jesus I know is Jesus Rodriguez. He lives two doors down from me. <laughs> fail, fail, fail. And you know how that goes. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're... Wow. Well, not with God. Maybe that's true in baseball. Maybe that's true in the world, but not with God. Jesus said, Peter, you're going to fail. But, but when you turn it around, strengthen your brothers. The Bible is a book, and one of its great themes is God redeems failures. Because think about it. Think about it. We've all failed God. We are all, all bowels, all have sinned. There is no one righteous, no, not one. All we like sheep have gone astray. No one has ever successfully lived a life without sin. We've all failed to meet God's standards. And that's why we need a Savior. That's why we need to be rescued from sin and hell. And that's why Jesus came and died on the cross for us so we could be forgiven and receive eternal life. Yeah. You may have failed. Yes, you may have failed, but you are not a failure. And here's some things you, you need to understand. Here's some truths about failure. I call this part fun facts of failure. Um, I, the reason I call it fun facts is because when I was growing up in New Jersey, the Star Ledger paper would have a section in the paper called fun facts and then put all these little cute facts in it. So I'm, I'm being kind of sarcastic when I say these are fun facts because there's really nothing fun about failure. It hurts. It, you know, when Peter, when he failed, the Bible said he wept bitterly. And some of us have had some very bitter failures in our lives that hurt. They cut deep. And, but, but here, Here's some things that we do need to understand about failure. First of all, life is risky. Get over it. Deal with it. The sooner you under embrace that, the better. Life is risky. Every significant decision you're going to make in life is going to carry some level of risk. Every time you choose to step out in faith or go to the next level or attempt something, especially something for God, there's going to be risk 
No business was ever started, no battle ever won, no church ever established, no investment you ever made that did not carry some level of risk. Life is risky. Getting married, risky. Raising kids, really risky. Uh, Just living is risky. General MacArthur said there's no security in life, only opportunity. Now, risk should be managed as best as possible. I mean, you don't want to be foolish. Yet, where there is risk, there is also the potential for failure. If you look at the history of our church, Generation Church, every time we we did something, every time we stepped out in faith, purchased property or put up a building, there was risk. And and when we built the the foyer part of the church, we did it right in the middle of the the recession. And people said, this is crazy. It's nuts. It's too risky. You're going to fail. All I can say is, hey, God told me to do it, so we're going to do it. And and you can't deny that, 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 that it was risky. But you know what? I'd rather risk and fail than never try. I will not come before God and my only claim to fame is, yeah, I never failed because I never did anything. I voted no on everything. I I never stepped out. I always played it safe. Teddy Roosevelt said, the only man who never fails is the man who never does anything. You know, even if you look at the parable of, of the unfaithful servant and, you know, Jesus gave this one guy ten talents, he comes back with ten, gives another guy two, he comes back with five, gives one guy five, one, he comes back with one. And Jesus said, you wicked, lazy servant, why didn't you just put it in the bank and, and get, uh, get some interest on it? But the guy was so afraid to fail, he, he didn't take a risk. And, and I believe even if, he, even if he lost that one talent and came to Jesus and said, yeah, I tried, I tried this and I, and I wanted it to, to, to go good, but it just failed. I think think the master would have said, hey, at least you tried. Because life by nature is risky. There's no such thing as a sure thing. And be prepared for some level of risk. And where there's risk, there's potential for failure. But there's also potential for success. Here's another thing. When it comes to failure, everybody fails. (laughs) We all have that in common. You've probably failed many times already. Right now, you might be failing at something. You may, uh, and you will fail many more times in the future. You know that old saying, sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you. I mean, you're going to have wins, you're going to have losses in life. That's just the way it goes. We all belong to the fail club. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 20, uh, verse 20 says, there is not a righteous man on earth who does what is right and never sins. So a- as you go through life, you're apt to experience probably more failures than successes. One time there was, a, there was a commercial with Michael Jordan, and in the commercial he's standing before a stadium full of people, and he says, in my career I missed 9,000 shots. I lost 300 games. 26 times I missed the game-winning shot. I failed over and over again, and that's why I succeeded. A pro baseball player, think of those guys. I mean, they get paid millions of dollars, and you're considered a great player if you can get on base three out of ten times. That means you had seven failures. And when you fail, you got lots of company because no one succeeds all the time. And here's another thing to to realize about failure. Failure is not final nor fatal. 
as long as you have life. Now, I, I guess you could make a, an argument, well, if you're a skydiver, one failure, that's all you get. But okay, other than that, you know, where there's life, there's still, you, you know, you, you're not a failure. Or even more importantly, you're not, failure is not final or fatal if you've got God. Amen. Because God loves to take those who failed who others call failures, those who are cast off and written off by the world, God loves to take those type of people and turn them into successes. Like, remember, remember Abraham? Abraham became father of the faithful. Joseph's brothers became the head of the tribes of Israel. Samson killed more Philistines in his death than in his life. David was a man after God's own heart, a giant slayer, a king. The disciples became apostles, and Peter went on to become one of the writers of, the, uh, of a good portion of the New Testament. On Friday, if you watched Jesus' dead body being taken down from the cross, it'd be easy to come to the conclusion, failed. He was betrayed by one of his own disciples, he was deserted by his followers. The Bible says, I'll, I'll strike the shepherd and the, and the sheep will scatter. And now he is dead as a doornail. On Friday, it looked like failure. But that was Friday. See, when there's Friday, Sunday's coming. And maybe right now in your life, it's looking like Friday. You're like, oh, man, Pastor Randy, my life is looking like Friday right now. But you know what? If that's the case, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't cry defeat. It may look bad, sad, and hopeless, but God loves comeback, and God loves turning Fridays into Sundays. It may be Friday right now, but Sunday's coming. So, okay, this brings us to, well, how to, how to transform failure into success, it can be done. Now, some things that will help are, first of all, when it comes to failure, learn from failure. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to fail, it's another thing to be stupid about it, right? Like on growing up in New Jersey, don't be stupid, don't be stupid, right? <laughs> uh, stu it's stupid not to learn from your failure because that was a valuable lesson you learned. Never waste a good failure. Actually, someone said, I've learned more, much more from my failures than from my successes. And I could, there's a lot of truth to that. And, and Dr. Uh, Ronald Neagle said, failure isn't failure unless you don't learn from it. Yeah. So when you fail, ask yourself, okay, what lessons can I learn from this? What can I gain from this experience? Yeah. Why did I fail? Where, where did I succeed as, as well? So you can ask yourself those questions because here's some things. Failure, failure will teach you a lot about yourself. You'll learn a lot. It'll reveal your character or the lack thereof. Yeah. It'll reveal where you're weak and where you're strong and where you need to grow. Yeah. You know, another good thing about failure, you'll, it'll teach you a lot about others. You'll find out who your real friends are yeah. and who are not. And, and you know, one thing that, that's always kind of bothered me as a pastor is... Um, when someone has a, a big failure in their life, whether, you know, it be like a, a, a marriage or maybe they've fallen into sin or, or something like that, they, they tend to pull back from church either because they're too embarrassed or ashamed or they feel guilty. And, and I always feel so bad about that because I always feel like, you know, when you pull away from church, that, that doesn't give us a chance to come alongside. 
and, and to love you and to encourage there and to be there for you when you, when you need us the most. So I want to tell you, if you ever go through a situation like that, the, the last thing you ever want to do is stop going to church. That's when you need church the most. So, so failure can be the source of a lot of, a lot of learning, a lot of wisdom. I think of Jonah. Jo- God told Jonah to go to Nineveh, and Jonah goes in the exact opposite uh, direction. So God has to send a fish and bring him back, and, and Jonah spent three days in the belly of a fish. And you know what you do for three days in the belly of a fish? I'll tell you what you do. You stink and you think. Right. So we can learn from our failures. And by learning from them, that may keep you from even a bigger failure down the road or lead you to greater success. Here's another good thing about failure. You can use failure to teach others. Uh, you know, you, you can say, here, here's what I failed at. Now I, I can teach you about it. I've learned what not to do. And uh, I've been to conferences, I've been to seminars where, where the speaker will get up, you, you know, as a pastor or somebody like that, and, and he'll be sh- sharing some of his biggest mistakes and biggest failures, and you'll laugh at those, but you also learn from them. Yeah. And, and you also, you know, another thing you learned is if he survived his failures, I can survive my failures. Malcolm Forbes says it's good to learn from experience, and it's even better to learn from other people's experience. So your failure can be a good teacher to other people. And here, here's another thing. Let failure redirect you. John Maxwell in his book, Falling Forward, said failure can be a sign that maybe it's time to do something else. Yeah. Uh, it, it may be just what you needed. Like John Audubon was, had struggled in 11 years as a shopkeeper. Finally, his, his business went bankrupt. And, and so he said, well, I might as well go pursue my passion of, uh, of drawing wildlife pictures and pictures of birds, and that's how the Autobahn Society came about. Or Ulysses S. Grant, he was in the Army, he kind of failed at that, so he went into business, failed at every business he tried. Finally, the Civil War broke out, he goes back in the Army, he winds up becoming the the leader of the Union armies, leads them to victory, and then becomes a president of the United States. Or Nathaniel Hawthorne, who was fired from his customs house job, so he, he always wanted to be a writer, so he used that to be a writer, and, and he wrote the, the Scarlet Letter, one of the great American novels. So, uh, 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 and sometimes you've got to fail over and over again until you find out what works. William Ward said, the greatest failure is the failure not to try. Yes. Yep. So here's another thing. When you fail, and this is so important, get, get back up. Yeah. Austin O'Malley said... The fact that you've been knocked down is interesting, but the length of time that you remain down is important. See, failing's not unusual. It's not abnormal. It's going to happen. The key to it is how do you respond to that? Someone said life is 10% what what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to it. So another wise man, successes are failures who refuse to give up. And the Bible confirms that in, in Proverbs 24, 16. It says, for though a righteous man falls or fails seven times, he rises again, but the wicked are brought down by calamity. They stay down. But the righteous man gets up. You may, when you fumble, when you fail, when you fall, get back up, dust yourself off, and get back in the game. NFL quarterback, uh, NFL running back, Walter Payton, in his career, ran for five miles. And he ran for five miles, getting tackled every 3.5 yards. 
When old Scottish preacher said, Christians, they fall down, they get up all the way to heaven. So even if you get knocked down every 3.5 yards, get up and run all the way to heaven. And then here's the final thing for tonight. Failure is an event. It's not a person. It's not who you are. And here, I got another video I want you to see. just never gets old. I just love that movie, you know? And in that video, It's a Wonderful Life, you notice when, when he looked into, inside the book that was given to him by Clarence the Angel, it said, no man is a failure who has friends. Yeah. Now, that's nice, you know, but it also kind of depends on who your friends are. Yeah. I mean, I, even Hitler probably had friends, you know? <laughs> But, but, but let me tell you, you know, you know what's even better than that? You, you know what's, what, what's even more true is this. No man, no woman is a failure who has Jesus. No man, no woman is a failure who knows the Lord. No man, no woman is a failure who walks with God. Now, the devil may call you a failure. People may call you a failure. You may even call yourself a failure. But God says, you know what God says? God says you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are a new creation. You are an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. You are a citizen of heaven. You are a recipient of eternal life. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. You were bought with a price. You are called according to his purpose. You're loved by God, and the Bible says that he who began a good work in you is going to bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So here's the thing. Don't let your failures define you. Let God define you. And God thinks highly about you. 
God is so crazy about you. God believes in you so much. You know what he says in Zephaniah 3.17? It says, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. God's up in heaven singing about you. That's how much he delights in you. Failure is an event. It is not you. No man or woman is a failure who loves God, who has God for a friend. So just as we close, maybe, maybe right now in your life, you're, you just you got some big failures going on in your life. If so, you're, you know, remember, you're not alone. I mean, Peter, Peter was a failure. Okay? Peter failed three times, but, but Jesus said, Peter, failure Failure is an event. It's not you. It's not a person. He said, I'm, I'm not done with you, Peter. I'm, I'm, I'm not giving up on you. I am going to use you. And I, you know, I prayed for you, Peter, and, and I see good things in store for you. You're going to fail, but you're going to get back up. And when you get back up, I want you to strengthen your brothers. Failure is an event. It's never a person, not when you walk hand in hand with the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's bow your heads as we go to the Lord in prayer this morning. And I, I just want to challenge you. You know, you are not a failure if you know God. If you are his child, you are not a failure. But maybe you're here this morning, you're thinking, or this evening rather, and you're thinking, I, you know what? I don't know God. I, uh, I have never received Christ as my Savior. My sins aren't forgiven. But I want that. I want that in my life. You know what? All you have to do is ask, and God will respond positively. If you reach out to God, he will be there for you. He said, I stand at the door and knock. If you open it up, I'm coming in. I will come in. I don't care who you are or what you've done. I will come in. And so God is there ready to come into your life if you will just open up that door. And if you're here this, this evening and if you say, yeah, hey, Pastor, I, I want to open up that door. I'm, I'm ready to do that. If that's your desire, I just want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. It's not a magic prayer, but it's just kind of expressing what's, what's in your heart, what's going on right now in your heart. So... Just pray this with me. Dear Jesus, I, I come before you tonight, Lord, and, and I, I, I need you, God. Uh, I need you so bad. And I, I just ask you to come into my life and wash away my sins and make me brand new. And I give my life to you, and I want to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you prayed that prayer, we want to celebrate with you. And just as a way of saying, yeah, that uh, that's me, just, just put your hand up and just say, yeah, I, I prayed that prayer tonight. And, and so God bless you. That's wonderful. As believers, uh, you know, I just I just want to pray for you. And, and so I'm just going to ask you to just stand with me. And, and I just want to pray for you because maybe you're going through a time where you're, you're really feeling like, man, I am, I am such a failure. And I've failed at this and I've failed at that. And, and can, has God given up on me? No, he hasn't. You're not a failure. You, failure is an event. It's not a person. God believes in you. And I just want to pray that, that God will strengthen you tonight. God, I just pray right now that, that you be with us as believers, Lord, that that, that we would realize that failure is not fatal or final, but that you use failures. We are not failures. We are your children, and we strengthen us right now and help us to strengthen others. In Jesus' name, amen.